I'm not a preacher, but because I had a um, I have a, to a testimony that I've been meaning to share with you guys. You know, I added some scriptures and I'm super excited to give you the word um, today. So my topic before you is God's time. Um, this topic was actually given to my twin sister and I on the same night. So the day that this topic was um, given to me, I couldn't even sleep. I was rolling in bed and I was saying, oh, I don't want to give like, you know, I don't want to preach. I don't want to talk. But I was just like, my mind was just racing. So I was like, okay, it's too late to call my sister. I'll call her in the morning. And when I called her in the morning, she was screaming. And I was like, why are you screaming? She said, I received the same topic last night. I could not sleep. And I was tossing and turning in bed. So this led me to believe that, you know, this was definitely a confirmation from above. And, you know, so shout out to my twin for allowing me to take over. So as we all know, um, this topic is very big. Um, it could be touched upon in different angles. And when I say that, I mean like, you know, trusting in God's time or allowing God's will in time. And then also having faith while you're waiting for, you know, whatever you're asking or you're looking for in time, you know? So, but either way, honestly, this topic finds its way in everyone's preaching, even if it's not the main focus. And I, was, I say that because every time someone came, uh, like someone came on the phone to preach, I'm like, oh, please don't talk about God's time. Please don't talk about God's time. And then Pastor Sean went into God's will. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he's about to say it. And then it just deviated to something else. So I'm happy that, like I said, I'm able to give um, the word today and I'm able to give you guys my testimony because I've been trying to give this testimony. So um, um, when you define the word time and when it's used as a verb, it means it's a plan schedule or arranged or when something should happen or be done. And like I said, when something should happen or be done. And with that being said, uh, most of us struggle with time, whether it's done, you know, unconsciously or consciously, you know, um, and as humans, um, we pray to God and almost expect things almost immediately. And because we are impatient, you know, we start seeking out other remedies on how to get what we're looking for, whether it's in a good or it's in a bad way. So in 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, it says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. So um, this leads me to um, the first part of my testimony, because I would say, honestly, I'm guilty of this. And I would say unconsciously guilty of this. So um, as most of you guys know, Kingsley is my husband. Um, Kingsley and I was given the opportunity to you know, buy a new house um, in New Jersey. And unfortunately, I had to leave a job that I really loved so much. But, you know, we had to let it go because, you know, moving on to bigger and better things. We was living in a two bedroom apartment. So I said that I didn't want to um, leave my job that I've been working with my company for like about 10 years. Um, those of you that don't know, I am a registered nurse. So I said to myself, the only um, my job goes only goes so far. We only go up to Staten Island. They don't go to Jersey. So I came with the idea like, you know, what? let me do home care in Staten Island. That way I'll still be in, you know, Northwell Health um, job system, right? 
Um, this job is an hour from my house. Not only is it an hour from the house, I still drive eight hours within my shift. And then on top of that, when I come home after late hours, I'm still documenting for five to six hours. And let me include, I have two kids and my husband works night shift. So sometimes, you know, I feel overwhelmed, but I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep on doing it. I'm gonna keep on doing this. And then when I calculated, I noticed I was paying up to $660 a month on toll and gas alone. So honest truth as a human being and me being in my emotions, I cried every single day. I did, I'm not gonna lie to you. I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. And I kept on saying to myself, oh, I have to leave. I have to leave. But um, we're spiritual beings. Those of uh, like mommy and daddy knows that, you know, I'm a spiritual being. Um, we had a prophet that told me, he said that I should not leave this job, that I was going to find my helper. And let me be clear again, because this one is very important. They, um, a prophet told me not to leave that um, this job because I was going to find my helper. So day in and day out, I kept this job in prayer. I was telling God, you know, I'm tired, but I trust you. I leave this in your hand. I know this in due time, everything is gonna come together. Kept on saying that to myself. And literally I kept on every client that I went into their house to take care of them, to do whatever I needed to do. I kept on looking for my helper. So I was stressing myself out. Like I was looking for keywords, like maybe they're gonna ask me about my life. Maybe they're gonna ask me for a resume. And that never happened. But on top of that, I was still saying, you know what, God, I trust you. I trust you, I trust you. And me, I'm singing in my car, I was like, all to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. At least I thought I did. And I did share this with God is a Genius Group when it first started. Um, I went to go do a physical at the doctor's office and the doctor said, hey, Tyro, how much do you weigh? And I told them, I said, I weigh about 160 something. And they were like, okay, please step on the scale. When I stepped on the scale, I was only 140 pounds. So I thought to myself afterwards, like, hmm, if you surrendered everything to God and you trust in him and you trust in his timing, this, this episode of you losing this much weight wouldn't happen you understand so i was saying to myself like you know what i'm not gonna lie i've been worrying i've not been eating i've become more anxious i felt like you know i was more short-tempered thank you husband for holding me down um like it was really bad i had no app appetite like my thoughts were really weighing me down and honestly i said to myself i was like I really don't see a light at the end of this tunnel. So in between all of this, while it was happening, I made an attempt, attempt to quit. The job was like, don't, don't quit. We love how you document, just stay in, stay in. And in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, the prophet told me that I shouldn't leave this job, that I am going to find my helper. And like I said, I continued crying and still went to work. In between, I applied for different jobs here and there. Shout out to all those people that I use as a reference because they are on this line. I did a, I, I, I literally applied for a lot of jobs and I was getting jobs thrown at me, but 
at the end of the day, each jobs that I was taking, I felt like my license was being threatened. And I'm like, no. And I just kept on getting jobs, quitting, getting jobs, quitting. Once again, shout out to my husband for holding us down. You know what I mean? So um, to be honest with you, and I'm going to be transparent because I feel very comfortable with the group. I was depressed. That's all I can say. I was depressed, depressed. And I can admit that I was depressed and I was sh shaking. Not saying that I didn't trust God, but I was saying to myself, why? And growing up, I was always taught never ask or tell God why. And I felt like I was so miserable that I can say it. And I was saying, God, why? Why me? Why am I suffering? Why am I going through this? Why am I struggling? Look how I look. Like it, it was, it was overwhelming. Um, um, it, it was really overwhelming for me. So this um, pipe, um, Bible passage I'm about to read, I've heard it from Pastor Sean. Um, um, Brother Bolson recently said it yesterday. And in my head, I was like, don't talk about time exactly because I want to preach on it so bad, you know? Um, Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So I started meditating on the word of God and I'm going to give the credit where it's due. Thank you to God is a genius group. Because of you guys, I was able to understand the Bible much better. So thank you. Every person that ever preached on this line or even given their testimony today, if I didn't tell you, I'm giving you your flowers right now. Thank you. I appreciate you because if anybody has ever been depressed, they know it's not easy. So I really want to um, um, thank you for what you guys have done for me, even though you might not know what you've done for me. You know what I mean? So I know that, you know, as a Christian, it's not guaranteed for your life to be easy. You know, we're going to go through trials and tribulation. It says it in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. So we all know that even though we're going through a lot of things, we have to remain faithful, knowing that this is all part of God's knowledge and his will, like Pastor Sean has said in his preaching um, last week. Another Bible passage that I read, right, was Philippians um, chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So this leads me to the second part of Amen. my... <laughs> this leads me to the second part of my um, testimony. So like I told you, I started meditating on the word of God. I was listening to everybody's preaching. And I was saying to myself, Tyra, we know why this happened. You know, so now I'm understanding, I'm understanding what I'm going through. At this point, I'm like, I got this. I'm just gonna leave it to you, God. I'm gonna let go and let God. So eventually I did quit the home care in Staten Island, right? But I picked up home care in New Jersey. And the benefit with working in home care in New Jersey was it was right next to my house. I can set my own schedule. And 
my documentation didn't last me for five to six hours. Tops, two hours. Still had time for the kids, still had time to cook dinner and do what I needed to do. So I thank God for that opportunity. So um, one day, um, Kingsley didn't realize he had to work day shift. And we had to depend on our neighbors to help us with childcare, which was scary because we actually have never even been to our neighbor's house, but there was no way out of it. So when that transpired, I said to myself, you know what, instead of working full time, why don't I just take, uh, um, why don't I just work per diem? So just to explain it to you guys, when you work home care, you're always given a case load. When you go per DM, you are no link, no longer given a caseload. You, you're just, you let them know when you're available and they give you your patient. So, um, the thing about it, even though I brought it up to my manager, I wasn't pushing to go per DM, but my manager was on top of my head. You say you want us to go to per DM. You say you want us to go to per DM. Um, when do you want us to make that switch? And in my head, I'm like, woman, hold your horses. Let me, I'll tell you when I'm ready. But she was so persistent. I was just like, you know what? Let me just let it go. I was like, yeah, just switch it. She switched my position from full-time to per diem. And you would have thought they just dropped me like a rag on the floor. I went from having, when they switched me that Monday, I, that whole week I still had a full case. Like every day I would have up to the record amount of patients. And then one day I called her and I was like, hi, I noticed on Monday, I wasn't given an assignment. She's like, oh yeah, we don't have any for you. We gave it to the full-time staff and the part-time. So when you don't work, you don't get paid. So I'm saying to myself, like, wait, wow, now I'm not gonna, now, now, now I'm not gonna have any income. But like I said, I started meditating on the word of God and I wasn't even sad. I was like, oh, I'm not going to work today. Kings, I'm gonna pick up the kids. I'll drop the kids. I, 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 I absorbed it. I, I took it in. I was like, it is what it is. And you know what God did? One door slightly closed. God opened another door for me. Um, I, like I said, I've worked a lot of jobs within this last year. Um, CVS called me and was like, hi, we're gonna be vaccinating um, this year again with the booster. Um, why don't you, would you like to work with us again? And I'm like, hell yeah, I would like to work with you guys again because honestly, two days pay of CVS is a week, uh, is even a week's salary of my home care doesn't even equal that. So not only did the door slightly close for me, God opened a bigger door for me and even gave me more money. It's not like money is important to me, but external factors make you believe like, you know, I gotta work, I gotta make money. And like I told you guys, we just bought a house and my house is not a small house, it's a nice size house, you know? So I was just saying to myself, I was like, you know what, God, let me, I'm just gonna, like I said, I was walking, still telling God, I put my trust in you. I'm not gonna let what happened to me happen. Like it was so bad how much weight I lost. If those of you that are nurses, I had to drink Ensure. That's how bad it was. At my age, I had to drink Ensure. Usually you give it to your clients that's older, that don't have no appetite and you know, but I was at this age drinking Ensure so I can kind of build my weight because I didn't look like myself. So to get back into my testimony. So one day, um, they gave me a full um, assignment and I said to them, I was like, um, hi, you guys gave me five clients for the day, but three of them said they did not want to visit. So they reached out to me via email and they were like, 
oh, we have two clients for you to see. Um, um, they're both male patients. Honestly, I was pissed off because when I looked up the distance, this was far. And like I told you, when I had a caseload, everything was given to me right next to me. So the perks of being per diem is I'm going to give you clients when I want to, and they're going to be far. And that's just what you have to deal with. So I emailed the girl back. I was like, please just give me the ones, um, please give me the one that's closest to me. This lady misunderstood what I said. What I was saying is out of those two clients, give me the one that's closest to me. So she went ahead and was like, hey, I found a female patient for you. She's closer to your house. And in my head, I was just like, all right, that's not what I said. I said, just give me out of the two, give me one of the closest. But you know what? I was just like, let me just take it. Let me do what I got to do. So I called the client and her daughter picked up. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? My name is Tywo. I'll be making a visit today. And she said, yes, you can come over at so, so, so time. So I was like, okay, I'll be there. When I got to the client's house, the patient was crying uncontrollably. So in my head, I'm like, oh man, I just took this patient on and I can't even get a word in. This visit is only supposed to take me 30 minutes. Now it's about to take me over an hour. But this was all in my head. I didn't say it out loud. I was just, I'm trying to give you guys like an insight on how the scenario of the situation looked. So she kept on crying. And so I called the doctor's The daughter was like, you know, I don't know what to do for my mom. I was like, don't worry. I'm going to call the doctor's office. Called the doctor's office several times. I was like, my client is crying. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. How come you guys are not helping me? So I kept on pushing, 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 pushing. I wasn't, nobody was answering me. They was just like, oh, we're going to let the doctor know. And I'm like, hi, this is Ty White. This is my fifth time calling. So I'm showing the, the, the daughter that like, you know, when it comes to patient's pain, I'm going to try my best to try to help them with everything that I can. But if it's out of my hand, it's out of my hand. Then I proceeded to call my manager. I called my manager. I was like, I'm here with a client. Her pain is 10 out of 10. I can't get her pain down because nothing is working for her. So she said, let me tell you, our protocol is if you can't do anything about it, you have to call the ambulance. I discussed this with the daughter. As I spoke to management, management said, we have to call the um, ambulance. So the daughter was like, you know, I believe what you're saying. Okay, I'll, I, I'm listening to you. I'll do whatever you say that we should do. I spoke to the client. I consult her. I said, ma'am, um, you know, I can't help you control your pain. We don't carry pain medication, but I am going to call the ambulance, hoping that, you know, they get you in as soon as possible and they can help treat your pain. So now an hour had passed by. I called the ambulance. Three girls that were about my size and my weight showed up. Um, mind you, my patient was very heavy. So, and she couldn't walk. So I'm like, the patient cannot walk. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. We can't help you get her out of bed. We have to call the fire department. So now, like I said, more and more time is passing, but I never made a show in my face that like, oh my goodness, I have another client. I still stood there as if nothing mattered to me besides this patient. And throughout the whole time I was in communication um, with the daughter. So I was really sympathizing with her or whatever. And just to rewind, so just to give you a little uh, insight of where I'm headed to with what I'm saying, during the time I was looking for a job, um, I came across a certain position. I looked at it, spoke to my husband about it, and we kind of was like, eh, just let it pass by. Didn't apply for the position. Then randomly, my mother was like, oh, Taiwo, you know, my friend is a nurse. 
She said she did this job and she was able to go back to school to get her master's. Why don't you think about it? I was like, oh, okay, mommy, I heard you. Still didn't apply, right? Leave it at that. So fast forward. Like I said, now I'm a per diem RN. We don't keep in touch with the clients because they are not our caseload. Again, they are not our caseload. Clients are randomly selected and give it to you on a day-to-day basis. So because I was so passionate about this patient, I felt so bad, I leaned into the patient, patient daughter, and I said to her, I said, ma'am, though she's not my patient, I'm really concerned about her. Please call me and give me an update about your mother. She's looked me in my eyes. She said, I will. And then I left after the fire department came. So the next day, the daughter called me. He's like, hey, Tywo, I have some good news for you. I said, yes, tell me all about it. She said, my mom is doing well. She's doing really well. And I'm thanking you for what you, you did for her. And me, I'm thinking I didn't do that much. I just did what I'm used to doing. That's being a passionate nurse. She said, have you ever considered this type of nursing job? Like is some, she, she pointed out a person job, a, per, uh, a job that I had looked at in the past. And I looked at her and I said, wait, what? She said, yes, I saw how passionate you were. And I am a director and I was watching you take care of my mother. So I'm asking you, do you have any interest? Because I am a director and I think you will be a great fit for this job. I almost passed out because think about it. The prophet that gave me the message said, don't leave the home care job that I am going to find my helper. Though he was right about the home care job. It wasn't in Staten Island. It was in New Jersey that I found my helper. Stop looking. And I told you, I meditated on the word. I believe I let go and I let God helper found me. And I'm here to tell you today that God sometimes makes you uncomfortable to let you go to the next step in life. And you just gotta understand and trust the process. You gotta let go and let God for real. And I'm adding, I'm adding the for real part because everyone can sit here and be like, oh, but I do and it didn't come. No, how are you waiting for God to answer your prayer? You're probably like, oh God, I give this onto you. I give this onto your name. And you're probably like, oh, when is it gonna happen? Nothing happened yet, tomorrow, nothing, no. You have to let go and you have to let God for real. I came across a quote that made me almost jump out of my seat. It says, why do we put periods where God puts a comma? And I'm gonna repeat that again. Why do we put periods where God puts a comma? And that's, and I'm gonna say to you, I like, like I said, I could not see the end. I could not see the light, but God would taking me through a process to meet this lady. So what am I saying to you guys today? I'm letting you know today that God is the author of time. We all know this, it's not new to us. This is just a reminder. This is just a reinforcement to let you guys know you got to let go and let God. I understand that sometimes when you're going through the emotions, you you feel like, I'm just like, man, I'm, I, 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 I'm going through the emotions. God, I believe you. But sometimes when you're so deep into it, you can't find your head above water. You understand? You can't. As to why I'm saying that this is just a reinforcement because we are all aware of this. We all know that God time is the best time. We all know 
that God is never early, he's never late, but he is always on time. You understand? And through this whole time that I was reading this, I was like, I want to ask this question. I'm just going to Google it. Why does God put a time on everything? And what I got from it is that God uses time because it helps us grow our faith because we are waiting. And then also because God gets the glory and praise for pulling us through. Can you imagine if God, if I said, God, I want a Lamborghini, the next day I get a phone call and I'm like, they're like, you just want a million dollar and a new Lamborghini. Where's the time that I use to say, God, I'm putting this before your hand. I trust you. I, I, I have faith in you. There's not going to be no communication with God because if God kept, keeps on giving us handout, there's not going to be no real relationship. Because you know, if you ask for something today, you're getting it tomorrow. So God is going to put a time on it. Oh, you want this? You're going to work towards this. You're going to work towards this. And during this time, you're going to be communicating with me. Because that's what God wants. He don't want you to just be like, oh, thank you, God. Because that's what happens. If he gives you a car, what is the most you're going to do? You're just going to say, thank you, God. And that's it. But no, but if God puts a time on something that you're requesting, it's going to give you that one-on-one -on -one time with him. It's going to make you think. And it's going to make you meditate more. Because think about it. Like I said, if I didn't go through what I went through, I don't think I'll be meditating on the word of God. And I'm not saying I didn't read the Bible. I'm a spiritual being. I am a dreamer. I prophesize. So every time I read the Bible, I've always focused only on the spiritual aspect of it. But I didn't know the word of God. And that's why I said thank you to the God as a genius group. Because like I said, every time I came online, you guys gave me a better insight on a lot of things with God. So just to say, you know, God can do the impossible and only he can make a way when there seems to be no way at his time. Not your time, but at his time. So you can't trust God and worry at the same time. Like Brother Bolson kept on saying, you cannot, you can't put your trust in God and worry at the same time. They do not go together. You understand? And like I said, when we're going through stuff, just understand that everything is on time, it's timed and it's on purpose. You just have to follow God, time and instruction and see how he pulls you through. You have to be patient, brother. Bring your supplications to God. Bring your supplications to God and let go. So continue to pray for wisdom, discernment, and peace while you wait. Because believe it or not, God shows you different signs here and there. So just to wrap it up, let go and let God. Hallelujah. I'm done. Amen. <laughs> Woo! That 